0: section 65 of a popular history of france volume 5 this LIBRIVOX recording is in the public domain a popular history of france from the earliest times volume 5 by françois guizot translated by robert black chapter 47 louis the 14th and religion part 6 fenelon was condemned on the 12th of march 1699 the sentence of rome was mild and hinted no suspicion of heresy it had been wrested from the pope by the urgency of louis the fourteenth quote it would be painful to his majesty wrote the bishop of meaux in the king's name to see a new chism growing up amongst his subjects at the very time that he is applying himself with all his might to the task of extirpating that of calvin and if he saw the prolongation by manoeuvres which are incomprehensible of a matter which appeared to be at an end he will know what he has to do and will take suitable resolutions still hoping nevertheless that his holiness will not be pleased to reduce him to such disagreeable extremities when the threat reached rome innocent the twelfth had already yielded fenelon submitted to the pope's decision completely and unreservedly god gives me grace to be at peace amidst bitterness and sorrow he wrote to the duke of beauvilliers on the twenty ninth of march sixteen ninety nine Amongst so many troubles I have one consolation little fitted to be known in the world, but solid enough for those who seek God in good faith, and that is, that my conduct is quite decided upon, and that I have no longer to deliberate. It only remains for me to submit and hold my peace. That is what I have always desired. I have now but to choose the terms of my submission. The shortest, the simplest, the most absolute, the most devoid of any restriction, are those that I rather prefer." My conscience is disburdened in that of my superior. In all this, far from having an eye to my advantage, I have no eye to any man. I see but God, and I am content with what he does. Bossuet had triumphed. His vaster mind, his more sagacious insight, his stronger judgment, had unravelled the dangerous errors in which Fenelon had allowed himself to be entangled the archbishop of cambrai however had grown in the estimation of good men on account of his moderation his gentle and high-spirited independence during the struggle his submission full of dignity after the papal decision the mind of bossuet was the greater the spirit of fenelon was the nobler and more deeply pious i cannot consent to have my book defended even indirectly he wrote to one of his friends on the twenty first of july sixteen ninety nine in god's name speak not of me but to god only and leave men to think as they please as for me i have no object but silence and peace after my unreserved submission Fenelon was not detached from the world and his hopes to quite such an extent as he would have had it appear he had educated the duke of burgundy who remained passionately attached to him and might hope for a return of prosperity he remained in the silence and retirement of his diocese with the character of an able and saintly bishop keeping open house grandly and simply careful of the welfare of the soldiery who passed through cambrai adored by his clergy and the people Quote, never a word about the court or about public affairs of any sort that could be found fault with or any that smacked the least in the world of baseness regret or flattery writes st simon never anything that could give a bare hint of what he had been or might be again He was a tall, thin man, well made, pale, with a large nose, eyes from which fire and intellect streamed like a torrent, and a physiognomy such that I have never seen any like it, and there was no forgetting it when it had been seen but once. It combined everything, and there was no conflict of opposites in it. There were gravity and gallantry, the serious and the gay. It savoured equally of the learned doctor, the bishop, and the great lord. That which appeared on its surface, as well as in his whole person, was refinement, intellect, grace, propriety, and above all, nobility. It required an effort to cease looking at him. His manners corresponded therewith in the same proportion, with an ease which communicated it to others. With all this, a man who never desired to show more wits than they with whom he conversed, who put himself within everybody's range without ever letting it be perceived, in such wise that nobody could drop him, or fight shy of him, or not want to see him again, It was this rare talent, which he possessed to the highest degree, that kept his friends so completely attached to him all his life, in spite of his downfall, and that in their dispersion brought them together to speak of him, to sorrow after him, to yearn for him, to bind themselves more and more to him, as the Jews to Jerusalem, and to sigh after his return, and hope continually for it, just as that unfortunate people still expects and sighs after the Messiah. Those faithful friends were dropping one after another the death of the duke of burgundy and of the duke of chevreuse in seventeen twelve and that of the duke of beauvilliers in seventeen fourteen were a fatal blow to the affections as well as to the ambitious hopes of fenelon of delicate health worn out by the manifold duties of the episcopate inwardly wearied by long and vain expectation he succumbed on the seventh of january seventeen fifteen at the moment when the attraction shown by the duke of orleans towards him and quote, the king's declining state end quote, were once more renewing his chances of power He was already consulted in private and courted again in public, says Saint-Simon, because the inclination of the rising sun had already shone through. He died, however, without letting any sign of yearning for life appear, regardless of all that he was leaving, and occupied solely with that which he was going to meet, with a tranquillity, a peace which excluded nothing but disquietude, and which included penitence, despoilment, and a unique care for the spiritual affairs of his diocese. The Christian soul was detaching itself from the world to go before God with sweet and simple confidence. Quote, oh, how great is God! How all in all! How as nothing are we when we are so near Him, and when the veil which conceals Him from us is about to lift. oeuvre de Fenelon, Lettres Spirituelles, page one twenty-eight. So many fires smouldering in the hearts, so many different struggles going on in the souls that sought to manifest their personal and independent life. Have often caused forgetfulness of the great mass of the faithful who were neither jansenists nor quietists bossuet was the real head and the pride of the great catholic church of france in the seventeenth century what he approved of was approved of by the immense majority of the french clergy what he condemned was condemned by them moderate and prudent in conduct as well as in his opinions pious without being fervent holding discreetly aloof from all excesses he was a gallican without fear and without estrangement as regarded the papal power to which he steadfastly paid homage. It was with pain, and not without having sought to escape therefrom, that he found himself obliged at the assembly of the clergy in 1682 to draw up the solemn declarations of the Gallican church. The meeting of the clergy had been called forth by the eternal discussions of the civil power with the court of Rome on the question of the rights of regale, that is to say, the rights of the sovereign to receive the revenues of vacant bishoprics, and to appoint to benefices belonging to them. The French bishops were of independent spirit, the archbishop of paris francis de Harlay, was on bad terms with pope innocent the eleventh bossuet managed to moderate the discussions and kept within suitable bounds the declaration which he could not avoid he had always taught and maintained what was proclaimed by the assembly of the clergy of france that st peter and his successors vicars of jesus christ and the whole church itself received from god authority over only spiritual matters and such as appertain to salvation and not over temporal and civil matters in such sort that kings and sovereigns are not subject to tiny ecclesiastical power by order of god in temporal matters and cannot be deposed directly or indirectly by authority of the keys of the church finally that though the pope has the principal part in questions of faith and though his decrees concern all the churches and each church severally his judgment is nevertheless not irrefragable unless the consent of the church intervene quote. old doctrines in the church of france but never before so solemnly declared and made incumbent upon the teaching of all the faculties of theology in the kingdom constantly occupied in the dogmatic struggle against protestantism bossuet had imported into it a moderation in form which however did not keep out injustice without any inclination towards persecution he with almost unanimity on the part of the bishops of france approved of the king's piety in the revocation of the edict of nantes take up your sacred pens says he in his funeral oration over michael le tellier ye who compose the annals of the church haste ye to place louis amongst the peers of constantine and theodosius our fathers saw not as we have seen an inveterate heresy falling at a single blow scattered flocks returning in a mass and our churches too narrow to receive them their false shepherds leaving them without even awaiting the order and happy to have their banishment to allege as excuse all tranquillity amidst so great a movement the universe astounded to see in so novel an event the most certain sign as well as the most noble use of authority and the prince's merit more recognized and more revered than even his authority moved by so many marvels say ye to this new constantine this new theodosius this new martial this new charlemagne what the six hundred and thirty fathers said aforetime in the council of you have confirmed the faith you have exterminated the heretics that is the worthy achievement of your reign that is its own characteristic through you heresy is no more god alone could have wrought this marvel king of heaven preserve the king of earth that is the prayer of the churches that is the prayer of the bishops bossuet like louis the fourteenth believed protestantism to be destroyed heresy is no more he said it was the same feeling that prompted louis the fourteenth when dying to the edict of march eighth seventeen fifteen we learn said he that abjurations being frequently made in provinces distant from those in which our newly converted subjects die our judges to whom those who die relapsed or denounced find a difficulty in condemning them for want of proof of their abjuration the stay which those who were of the religion styled reformed have made in our kingdom since we abolished therein all exercise of the said religion is a more than sufficient proof that they have embraced the catholic religion without which they would have been neither suffered nor tolerated there did not exist there could not exist any more protestants in france all those who died without sacraments were relapsed and as such dragged on the hurdle those who were not married at a catholic church were not married M. Guizot was born at Nîmes on the 4th of October, 1787, before Protestants possessed any civil rights in France. Bossuet had died on the 12th of April, 1704. When troubles began again in the Church, the enemies of the Jansenists obtained from the King a decree interdicting the Reflexion morales sur le Nouveau Testament, an old and highly esteemed work by Father Quenelle, sometime an oratorian who had become head of the Jansenists on the death of the great Arnaud its condemnation at rome was demanded cardinal de noailles archbishop of paris had but lately as bishop of chalons approved of the book he refused to retract his approbation the jesuits made urgent representations to the pope clement the eleventh launched the bull unigenitus condemning a hundred and one propositions extracted from the reflexion morale eight prelates with cardinal de noailles at their head protested against the bull it was nevertheless enregistered at the parliament but not without difficulty the archbishop still held out supported by the greater part of the religious orders and the majority of the doctors of sorbonne the king's confessor le tellier pressed him to prosecute the cardinal and get him deposed by a national council the affair dragged its slow length along at rome the archbishop had suspended from the sacred functions all the jesuits of his diocese the struggle had commenced under the name of jansenism against the whole gallican church the king was about to bring the matter before his bed of justice when he fell ill He saw no more of Cardinal de Noailles, and this rupture vexed him. I am sorry to leave the affairs of the Church in the state in which they are, he said to his counsellors. I am perfectly ignorant in the matter. You know, and I call you to witness, that I have done nothing therein but what you wanted, and that I have done all you wanted. It is you who will answer before God for all that has been done, whether too much or too little. I charge you with it before Him, and I have a clear conscience. I am but a know-nothing who have left myself to your guidance." an awful appeal from a dying king to the guides of his conscience. He had dispeopled his kingdom, reduced to exile, despair, or falsehood fifteen hundred thousand of his subjects, but the memory of the persecutions inflicted upon the Protestants did not trouble him. They were for him rather a pledge of his salvation and of his acceptance before God. He was thinking of the Catholic Church, the holy priests exiled or imprisoned, the nuns driven from their convent, the division among the bishops, the scandal amongst the faithful the great burden of absolute power was evident to his eyes he sought to let it fall back upon the shoulders of those who had enticed him or urged him upon that fatal path a vain attempt in the eyes of men whatever may be the judgment of god's sovereign mercy history has left weighing upon louis the fourteenth the crushing weight of the religious persecutions ordered under his reign end of section sixty five end of chapter forty seven